Year after year, one of the most consistent items on my do something list is to have fun with fashion. Exploring my personal style has added more joy to my everyday life and helped me feel more like myself on the regular. However, I have found that there are some brands I would love to explore more, but they are out of my typical price range. Or there's the it item that I would love to try out, but without the commitment of keeping it. Enter Armoire. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for more new to you styles. I just did my quiz and have selected a few dresses for the summer from Bowdoin, one of my favorite brands that I can't typically afford. And I also got a double-breasted black blazer from a new-to-me designer, a classic item that I have been on the hunt for but too scared to commit to until I know it's the one. For you expecting mamas, for those who are working or those who are style-obsessed, who want to switch out your wardrobe with quality pieces without the designer prices, check out this woman-owned company that has your style and your sustainability in mind. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash progress. That's armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash progress to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armoire today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm Monica Packer from About Progress, and this is A Growth Spurt, a short episode where I share a bite-sized way you can increase your progress today. Hello, friends, and welcome to this Growth Spurt, a short episode we do at About Progress where we make progress practical. Today, I'm going to be talking about the importance of knowing your identity outside of your roles and your responsibilities. And let's start this with a quick question. When you introduce yourself to a new group of people, what do you typically say? I already know for me, I say things like, hi, I'm Monica. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a podcaster. So what would that look like for you? The reason I'm asking you to do that is because we all often introduce ourselves with our roles and our responsibilities. The things we do, the titles we carry, and the things that matter to us, but are still very tied to those titles and those responsibilities. So these things matter, but I'm going to push you in telling you that they are not who you are. We do have an identity outside of our roles and responsibilities, not because they are unimportant and not because they shouldn't matter 
but because they matter so very much. They matter so much that they deserve that we bring our already formed sense of self, knowing who we are and what matters to us, to those very same roles and responsibilities. I like to best illustrate this with motherhood. Being a mother is my most important role, and it takes up the majority of my day and my mind. It's what I do the most during the day. It's what I care about the most. It's what I think about the most. But being a mom is not who I am. Let me tell you why it matters to me that motherhood is not my identity. If I placed my sense of self on my motherhood, I know that would be problematic for a few reasons. The biggest one is that my identity would have to be propped up by my children. And that is too heavy of a burden for them to bear. I feel that as their mother, it would be a disservice to them if I made them prove to me how good of a person I am, how good of a mom I am all the time. Another big reason why this is not something I want to do is because it would set both myself up for failure and my children too. Because anytime they make a mistake or they don't perform in alignment with the ways I'm trying to teach them and form them as a mom, then it would just be proving that I'm a bad mom, which means I'm a bad person. Again, too heavy of a burden to be placed on their shoulders. Also, motherhood changes. Sometimes I am an amazing mom all the time. Like the the parenting techniques I'm trying are really working out. My relationship with certain children are really thriving. But other times, seasons shift. Maybe my child doesn't share the same values as me. And so I take that as a personal failure, far deeper than I would if I just let them be their own selves too. Seasons change as well within what's working for one child. Maybe it worked in the past and it doesn't now. So does that mean that I am failing not only as a mother, but also as a self? Instead of making motherhood my sole identity, my goal is to instead be myself and bring that self to my roles and my responsibilities, especially as a mom. A quick example of this is I like to include parts of myself in how I parent and how I mother. One of the things that I have to do a lot as being a mom of kids with some special needs is we do more appointments than maybe most typical families do. And when I take a child on an appointment and it might require a bit of a drive, 20, 30 minutes, I like to play music for them that I love whether it's ones I loved as a teenager or when I was their age or things I'm loving right now. And as we drive and we listen to that music, it's us connecting to me in a way they don't normally get to. It helps them see me better. It helps them connect with me in a different way and same to them and vice versa. We get to the point where they request different songs. My five-year-old loves I Knew You Were Trouble by Taylor Swift. He's often our tag along as I'm taking another kid to a longer appointment. And while I'm going and we're driving, we're blasting that music, and he's in the backseat, scream singing, trouble, trouble, trouble. And I'm doing it too. And we're doing it together. When I can think about the times I was most unhappy 
in my roles and responsibilities, whether as a teacher before I had kids or as a mom or even a member of my faith, it was because I had lost my identity to those roles and responsibilities. I can honestly tell you, separating my identity from these roles and responsibilities has made me better at them. I'm a better mom. I'm a better podcaster. I'm a better teacher. I still teach a lot. Um, I'm a better wife. When I know that I can rise above the roller coaster of each day, I can better embrace the good moments. I can better show up with love and not resentment to the hard ones. I have more to give from because there's a self in there. One that is already strong, one that's already stable, and one that can be there for the ups and downs that those roles and responsibilities often provide. So how does this apply to you? What role, what responsibilities have you accidentally replaced as your identity? And how can you do the reverse? How can you value these same roles and responsibilities so much that you are willing to not place the burden of your identity on them? How can you show up better as yourself to these things so that they can benefit from having the real you? That's my message for you today. But I hope you can have the courage to lean into this a little bit, to have a little curiosity, to ask yourself how this might be affecting you, your life, your relationships, your responsibilities, and your roles as well. One thing I always love to do in these growth spurts before we sign off is highlight a progressor in this community. So today I'm going to be spotlighting a commenter from a recent Instagram post. I talked about comparison and what do you do when you feel like you are a slow grow and someone else is a fast grow and you're going towards the same thing. You have the same goal, but they're moving at a way faster clip. We did a whole episode on this recently with Crystal Lee Beck. I want to encourage you to listen to that. But and when I did a post on this, an amazing commenter shared that this is what she does. And her her handle is TH Sawyer 4. And she said, prayer first, then considering that I don't know the backstory of the person. It may be coming easy to them right now, but maybe they've done work in the past that is contributing to this. I also try to focus on what I am learning through the process and how important that is to my growth and development. More process than outcome focused in the end, I guess. I love that so much. What great wisdom. If you are feeling similarly caught in comparison with how someone else is growing faster than you, anchor into those things. There's always more to the story, including just more work that we may not see or more privileges or less obstacles than maybe you have. Maybe they have fewer limitations. What matters is that you're headed in the right direction and that you're owning your own path and your own pace. Thank you so much for listening. Now go and do something with what you learned today. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.